There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast. It's another Chakra Chat interview today. And today I'm talking to um, a lady called Damla Aktikan, who is um, a healer and she specializes in inner child work. Now, I had a really different perception of inner child work before I talked to her. So I thought this was really, really interesting. Um, she works a lot with crystals as well and oof, lots of lovely, juicy, good stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, so here it is. Here's our chat. Enjoy. So welcome to another Chakra Chat episode of the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast. And today I am joined by someone who I've been wanting to speak to for ages and ages. And that is the very lovely Damla Aktiken, who is, where are you Damla? Whereabouts in the world? I'm in the US, uh, East Coast, a little north of Boston. Okay, lovely. And um, so first of all, Donna, thank you so much for joining me. Um, why don't you just explain to my listeners who you are and what you do and what it is that you think, why we're talking, why we, yeah, just tell us a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. So I'm an inner child energetic wound healer. Um, and I'd be happy to go into all of that. I'm also a crystal healing teacher and I'm a writer. Okay, and okay. Um, all of these came to me through my own healing journey, if you will, which I'm still on. Um, and I found myself in a couple crossroads. One of them was uh, between my corporate job and my yoga, uh, yoga uh, life. And I stumbled into a health issue, which helped me to change direction, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
And then the second one came when I became a mom in 2012. And it was through an emergency C-section. Um, and it was very, very, very hard to say the least, um, especially the aftermath of it, especially the, the, the new mom part of it. Um, and I needed to find ways to move through that, to heal myself, which led me to exactly what I'm doing right now, which mm-hmm. led me to mantras first and then crystals, sound healing. Um, and now I combine all of that into this um, exploratory way where we can dive into your inner landscape and we can find the inner or, or the little lights of potential that exist. And you could also call them your inner children. And those little potentials exist in you and they're for you to figure out ways to uh, change, shift um, existing non-life affirming patterns and find new patterns and new ways of being and existing in the world. Mm. It's a very common theme that actually is people come, they hit an obstacle in the road, whether it's, you know, burnout in a corporate world or a physical issue. And it's what makes people turn towards this kind of, um, you know, the healing world, if you like. And I, you know, my my aim, what I love to do is to try and get people to embrace that healing world and embrace that spirituality before they hit that wall. Because I think, you know, we we do modern life is so tough on us in so many ways, you know, environmentally and stress wise, that we, you know, we all need to find that support um, one way or the other, whether it's a meditation practice or a yoga practice or an inner spirituality practice. I think it's just um, such a key part of life. And what I'm, you know, I'm really drawn to you because I'm fascinated with inner child work. And this is what I really, you know, I feel like we've got a lot of things in common. Obviously, my work is is sort of around the chakras. And I know that you involve the chakras in your inner child work. So I'm going to dive into like the question that I'm my burning question for you is, you know, how do you feel like, how do you integrate chakra work with healing the inner child? And maybe we putting the cart before the horse here and we should rewind a little bit and go more into <laughs> what inner child wounds are and so on let's go back yeah let's do that let's just talk a little bit so will you just go through a little bit of of inner child sort of background if you like okay inner children and chakras mm. um and we can do all of that no worries yeah. <laughs> I just want to go back to something you said and you said support and yes we do go through a lot of things through our lives some are big some are small and we are actually successfully able to navigate most of them Uh, in my case and in a lot of my clients what I see though is that the reason I stumbled when I stumbled um, in my corporate job the reason I stumbled when I stumbled when I became a mom is that I was running so empty with regards to my resources my inner and outer resources and the inner resources can be anything from your mindset to like what like you mentioned having done all that all those healing practices and having healing tools at your disposal to having um outside support and that could be therapy that could be working with a healer that could be having a friend network so in my case all of those were running on low and had been for a long while without me realizing 
So when you do run low and when you enter a period in your life where it's asking for all of your resources and you're already in a low place, Mm. that's going to be a thing. That's going to be what you described as the wall. Yeah. And now what I'm discovering and delighting in, Roseanne, is at this time of my life, at this period, I'm in my 40s, 43, is um, I am inspired, not just pushed. I am inspired to explore the shiny places in me, the inner children, which I'll talk about in a minute. And the shiny places outside of me. So I'm I'm able to let myself be guided gently, playfully. And I, I recognize that that's a privilege and that's not where everyone is. But I wanted to say that because that's it's possible yeah. through yeah. replenishing, resourcing yourself, through reaching out for those support um, elements that you know that you need. And when you do that, you have more of you available to hold whatever is in your cup as a wave and outside of you as big waves, which we're going through right now. Mm. So the inner children, um, first of all, the chakra part is, I still work with the chakra mythology, symbology. It's just through my um, yoga teacher training. That's something that I was drawn to early on. And I I did quite a bit bit of reading, exploring. So that symbology, that language, um, the way it works with the body as well as your evolutionary steps is just ingrained to me. Mm. So the way I work with it right now is um, I, first of all, it comes up in the crystal healings because they're very much tied to those energetic um, highways in us. And the chakras are where those energetic highways intersect, as Mm. you know, Mm. Um, And the second part is before I see a client, I tune into their energy and I sort of get this feeling of which chakra or chakras we might be working with. Mm -hmm. And they may not tell me about it at first, but it inevitably comes up. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm I'm interested to know how you, um, how do you do that tuning in? Is it just an intuitive sort of in a meditative state, you just sort of intuit where their chakra energy is, or do you use a tool? So for example, when I do chakra readings, I use a pendant, which seems, you know, so dousing, which seems to be ridiculously effective and accurate. But so I'm interested to know what your method is. Exactly. That's how I started. I started with the pendulum in the early days of, um, my exploring crystals. And that's how I started to work with crystals too. And over time, I realized that before I pick up the pendulum, I'm actually getting like a picture of the third chakra in my head, like the written third chakra comes up um, the words in my head, Uh, or I might hear it. So that's how I realized actually I'm clairaudient which is we all have a sort of um, more dominant sense that acts as an intuitive gateway. And for me, that's the the hearing part. And that's what I do in my healing sessions and group healings to sort of tuning into the moment to moment guidance. So yes, both. Okay, good. Thank you. That's 
Wonderful. So it's lovely and intuitive. And again, that's one of these things where the gift that you have, you have to be open to it to begin to understand what it is. Yeah, I love that. Okay. And the other piece of that is we're talking about the corporate career and people hitting a wall. It took me hitting a wall to look for other things because what I knew back then, I knew how to be in my mind. I was trained um, as an engineer. I had my MBA. I was in the corporate world that I knew. I had been learning how to be in my body with my yoga training that I was pretty comfortable with. Neither of them worked. So what are you going to do at some at that point? And for me, that began the exploration of the vibrational realm. Um, and now I see everyone as these drops of om, drops of vibration. We are on the very, very subatomic level where strings of probabilities vibration, vibrating um, in the universe. And we swim in a sea of vibration or probability and possibility. So that's the other piece. Um, Yeah, if you you stop seeing yourself as just the 3D body Mm. or just the mind stuff, which is also still energetic, it opens up the opportunity. If things are vibrational, if things are probabilistic, then there's a possibility for me to change and jump to another um, realm of being. Yeah, another vibration, another, yeah another energy step. Beautiful. So how do you um, relate that? So that's a beautiful sort of way of, of looking at, at the energetic world. I love that. And so what's, what's, what drew you to specifically inner child work? Because, you know, it's something that we all have to um, address. It's something that's, yeah, it's a big, it's a big old chunk of stuff, isn't it? Inner child work. There's so many different um, types of inner child yeah. wounds that we carry with us. Here's what happened. I didn't um, initially even call it inner child work. Mm-hmm. People would come to me for crystal healing, for sound healing, and I would um, invariably I would guide them through the body. And they would stumble upon a place. They would say, Damla, my left shoulder has this like big dark cloud on it. And I'm say, okay, let's look into that. And then more and more, I was I started to get guided to ask questions around. Um, I would guide them to say, um, okay, so look into the very heart of that cloud. What do you see? And they would see a child. And they would tell me, um, and I would ask how old. They would tell me seven or eight. Or occasionally I would ask and um, they would see a baby. And this started to happen again and again. Like I started to expect this <laughs> and I started to ask questions around this. And then I discovered very quickly that it's possible to interact with these children. And I say children because we carry our, not just our past, I, we carry our past, present, parallel lives, future, as well as um, any other lifetimes, inner children here in your system as well as the inner children of your ancestors. And occasionally it would happen that I would ask, how old is is this cloud? And they would say, uh, as old as time. 
And that to me um, told me that it's like a multi-generational thing we're dealing with. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Here's what I look at it as now. When I, when I see someone, imagine the most beautiful night sky where you can see millions and millions of stars. And you close your eyes, it feels dark at first. And then you begin to see these stars inside of you. And some of them are hidden behind those clouds, like the one that I just described. But that doesn't, the clouds don't diminish them. The clouds don't change them. The clouds don't affect them. But some of them, some of these inner children could be holding on to the cloud to hide to survive. And some of these inner children might be purposefully pulling the cloud in and which might create like a physical discomfort in you. And that's their way of communicating with you and saying, look what I've been holding for you. It's like the ch- a child going into the yard and bringing you like wildflowers. It's almost like a gift that they're holding on to. But in terms of that inner child, the inner spark of the inner child, I should say, does not get affected by trauma. It's not broken. It's not something to be saved, um, excavated forcefully, brought out to be fixed. In my experience, the inner child is that potential spark there that's waiting for you to discover them, connect with them lovingly, um, to hear their wisdom and to collaborate with them to change their holding patterns. So lovely. I, the, the way that I've always approached inner child type work is, is almost quite literal in a way. So if you recognize that there is an inner child or children, and I think you're, I think that's a really nice point to think that there are multiple because, yes, from various different situations and from your history and your past and so on, um, is that to speak to that inner child or to communicate with that inner child as you would a real child in front of you, like a strange child, like a child that you've never met before. So say you in the you're out shopping and there's a child sort of sitting crying on the sidewalk and you've, you know, there's no parent nearby. You wouldn't go up to it and be like, right, where are you? What are you doing? Where are you from? And where's your mother? And blah, blah, blah. You know, wouldn't like, come on, come with me. You would approach it with tenderness, with gentleness. Are you okay? You know, you'd be quiet. You'd be soft. You'd try and surround them with safety and reassurance and try to listen and going up to them going right tell me what you what you what is what's going on you know they're just going to be like ah they'll be running away but you have to approach the inner child with with as if they're the shyest most terrified child and you've got to just gently draw them out of themselves just very carefully very quietly and this is how I approach the chakras especially the um the third eye chakra which i think is sort of a lot you know is where our intuition is that you can't bully it into you have to approach it as if it was a child 
you have to be very patient and wait for it to speak. And when it does speak, it has this wisdom, which brings me back to your sayings that I have this inner child has the wisdom that will give you so many answers that will give you that spark. So I think it's a really beautiful way of, of looking at it with this cloud that within it is this spark of, of knowledge, of depth that's there for you. Is that? Exactly. You told it so beautifully, so softly, yeah. gently, lovingly. Yeah. And also with the, with the um, dream language, yeah. with the language of symbols and metaphor, so if the child, you ask, you introduce yourself and then even as like, as you're speaking to them inside of you, you're like, like, here I am, I'm one of you. <laughs> and then you also ask them, what do you need right now? Uh, and they may not know, they may not be able to answer it in words, but you offer, you offer something like, um, can I wrap you in this magical rainbow blanket? It's going to feel so warm and cozy, or maybe they want to drink, they want nourishment. And this is not you like physically drinking something, but you're imagining feeding, clothing, hugging your inner child. And sometimes they're not ready to do that. And it's my job as a healer to find other ways. Maybe we bring in some ancestors, some helpers to be around you to create an even safer space. Or maybe at that time, that was the connection that they just wanted to be seen by you. And that's enough. Mm. So it needs to move very, very slowly and gently. And in those times that, um, and the children open up pretty quickly when they realize your intentions aren't um, to manipulate them. And when they open up, there's so much magic. Definitely people feel physical relief almost immediately in the tension areas that they've been holding on to for years. And they uh, more often than not are surprised that they can hear those messages of wisdom. Mm. And I also say, okay, like here's this inner child holding on to this anger. Do you remember who in your family was holding on to this anger? And do you think you're holding on to this anger in your way to honor them, to, to show them that you love your mom because they were angry with you? You decided to hold on to the anger because you wanted to be like them. That's what children do. So then we tell the inner children, thank you so much for holding on to this pattern. That was out of love. But now let's choose another pattern. Such a beautiful way of, of looking at it. And so obviously when you're doing your work, when a client comes to you, you're working with crystals, you're working with energy. Um, is this work, this, this sort of having this conversation with the inner child, is this something that you think needs to have a facilitator or is it something that people can start on their own? Is this a, a journey that you can do by yourself? Cause it's a, it's tough. It's a hard one to do, especially if you've got, you know, deep childhood or inner child wounds. The answer is yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> like everything. No, in the sense, if you've never done it, if you're not quite sure about the, 
the the language and in the way to approach the inner child, how to um, how to let them feel safe, how to allow them to speak to you, then um, definitely talk to someone like me. Um, and I'm actually in the process of creating a class series where I'll teach exactly that to to people to do that themselves. And it's yes when. I think you've been exposed to this part. I think what people are most fearful of is um, what if I find something I can't deal with Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. they're not quite sure about um, if it's real, if they're just imagining it. So that creates that block of letting it seep into their bones. Mm. So. and with the with the what you said, the additional sort of support, the crystal hit, like when we're having that interaction, I am also supporting the energy field to to loosen up a little bit yeah. in a safe yeah. container. So that helps. Um, it's absolutely possible. It's just for me because of the way this entered into my life through that one by one interaction. And I absolutely love it. I absolutely love unraveling mm-hmm. and um, unraveling the story, the pattern. And I also feel um, they're very relational in our children. I mean, they come, they need to survive and they need people to survive. So they're even from like a very young part of the child's life, they're very used to like getting your attention and making their needs know so there's definitely like a relational conversation happening which i think works really well well in a um in a healing um one-on-one scenario where i can sort of um hold the space of the the guardian if that makes sense Mm. Um, but then like as the session progresses um my goal is to give more and more tools to the person so they can be their own guardian. Yeah. 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 And the crystals obviously play quite a large part in your, in your healing process, in your, um, in your work as, as a healer. So, um, I mean, I'm currently holding my lovely rose quartz pie stone just because it grounds me while (laughs) while I'm talking. I always like to have something in that, in the palm. And I'm, I, I love crystals. I've never studied them. I just know that I love the energy. So what, what brought you, taught me a little bit about, talk to me a little bit about your crystal journey and where that started. And then also how you use them and how you, um, how you decide how to use them in a, in a healing session. Cause this fascinates me. Uh, I'm just going to say lovingly, we don't use them and I'll explain why. Okay. <laughs> Well, you can see I'm I'm ignorant in this. I know I know exactly what you mean, and that's a very common language, and it's yeah. one that I'm. It's a little bit of a pet peeve, if you want, but okay. nothing about you. It's just the language that's um, in the um, in the atmosphere for all of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in my um, darkest of nights, through the first two years of the motherhood. I came to a point where I was just going deeper and deeper into darkness. My body didn't feel like mine. Um, I had lost all that beautiful yogic uh, connection. 
I wasn't able to meditate. I was just so sleepless. I wasn't able, my nervous system didn't, couldn't shut down. And um, I found myself at a choice or a decision point where I was either just going to let go, sink deeper and deeper into the darkness, or I was going to pick myself up. And I chose to pick myself up and I said, just send me. <laughs> Talking to the universe, just send me. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Like, if you show me one thing, I'm just going to, I'm going to fully devote myself to it, which is what I did. Again, at first it was mantras, it was something I could do while breastfeeding. Then I came across this very little YouTube video mentioning crystals. And I was like, ooh, what are crystals? I've never had a crystal before up until that point, aside from jewelry. So I went and got myself the biggest crystals I could afford, as one does, <laughs> which I know now isn't really necessary. And so, Roseanne, what I did was I would find like five or 10 minutes, I would lie down on my mat and I just intuitively placed them on my chakras. I began to feel a little bit of a relief, a little bit more relief, a little bit more relief. And I um, started to offer it um, to my family first, to my mother-in-law. Again, I just placed the crystals on her. I just placed my hands over her. I mean, just, you know, following my guidance, I, I took her through a guided meditation that just came through in the moment. Mm. She woke up with tears in her eyes, like, bawling but like like a relief cries and then she said did you play this music and I was like I didn't play any music at all so that's the point when I decided to offer crystal healing to others and I started to offer crystal healing um, to in private sessions as well as to groups and quickly I discovered people would ask me Again, the the use, like mm. the most common is which crystals do I get for this issue? And then where do I place them? Yeah. Which has never been my experience. First of all, I didn't have time to sit down and memorize a whole bunch of descriptions from a book. I did. I only had like <laughs> a little bit of a time each day to do this. So I just went by my intuition. I would just be drawn to them. Um, and then I actually found out pendulum a little later. I started to experiment with that. And then I found out I didn't even, even need the pendulum. And uh, so it was very puzzling to me why people would get stuck on these questions because it's such a pleasant experience to lie down with crystals or to meditate with them. Yeah. And I realized that I was coming into it from a completely different place. Like I wasn't, the question I was asking wasn't, what do I get out of this? Or how can I get to this specific result? My process was, ooh, that's interesting. Let me lie down and be with them. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Let me explore this. And very quickly, I also had the sense to just like hold them very gently and 
um, speak to them. Or as I was saging them, I would look at them for long minutes, just just admiring the color and everything. Um, so I would find myself like unable to answer those questions. And I would say, like, it really depends on you. Like, what are you drawn to? And then I would say, uh, like, where does the crystal want to go to on your body? Not like, where where do I put this? Should it where go? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, and later on, as I looked into this further, as I was creating um, my online course, which is Crystal Healing Simplified, the how came into play, which is... Um, I started to look into, okay, how does it work? Not that I, for me, the experience itself was enough, but in explaining it to others. Yes, and teaching and others how to justify it somehow. Yeah. I don't have to yeah, give a reason. What I discovered there was, uh, first of all, we're made up of crystals, 65% of more minerals in the bones. Your DNA is a liquid crystal, your blood, your plasma, your lymph liquid, the water in your eyes, crystals, and your fascia is pretty much, uh, if you look at it in pictures, it looks like the inside of a coarse crystal. And it carries um, piezoelectric uh, uh, energy, which is creating an electrical charge through touch, which is exactly what the crystals do as well. They also store, amplify, and um, cohere energy that enters them. So what I realized is this, at a time where I couldn't relate to my body lovingly, I couldn't feel into my body lovingly, Mm. I found these crystals as representations of myself that I could love, that I could hold in reverence. Mm. And they in turn translated that reverence, that love, into my body, into my being. And now I know they can also connect me to other realms. I can go on a crystal journey and say, let's tune into the radio station of creativity. What wants to be created through me next? Mm -hmm. What wants to happen in my writing next? Or I can go into them saying, okay, there's this stuckness in my body. Let's go into it together. So it's a co-creative journey. Here's what I discovered. They are um, ancestors. They are, uh, we are made up of crystals. And they are made up of us. So what I realized is that at a time when I couldn't relate to my body lovingly, with reverence, I could hold the crystals with love and reverence and through them I could love myself that's so beautiful and to relate to them to relate to crystals on such a personal level like that now I understand why you don't like that phrase of inverted commas using them because you would never use your ancestors you would never use energy you work with it you work alongside it you you, um, yeah, as you say, treat them with some reverence because they represent the energy, they represent us and they represent your ancestors. That's so beautiful. That's such, that's the most beautiful description of 
of of crystal work that I've come across. So thank you for that, Dharma. Yeah. 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 And when you look at them like that, that takes away um, some of the fear around what am I missing? What am I doing wrong? That's the that's the uh, impulse behind the question, how do I use them? Yeah. What am I missing? Yeah. What can go wrong? <laughs> Versus saying, here's this incredible being, incredible structure. I am an incredible being. Let's just yeah. enjoy yeah. each other. Yeah. Let's And it takes that sort of like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing or oh, I haven't got the right crystal for this particular job. Nonsense. You've got you you just you use trusting your intuition, which, again, is going to, you know, as soon as you begin to really invest in trusting in your intuition, then your third chakra, your third eye chakra will 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 do start opening up and it becomes reality. That's the beautiful thing about that trusting the intuition um, so and they're very gentle very, very subtle um medicine so let's say i don't believe in wrong crystal <laughs> i believe in <laughs> the crystals that you're drawn to let's say you just picked up a few and you didn't even connect it um or you didn't identify it as your intuition but it's just they're beautiful they're great to hold they're yeah. great to so it's going to be regardless of your trusting uh, or the level of trust in your intuition it's going to be a good experience yeah yeah no there's nothing that gives me more joy than going into a beautiful crystal shop and I just wander around going who wants to come home with me who belongs to me which one I like the last time I went into a crystal shop I found this and I can't even remember what it's called um Oh, it's just I just love it it's it's got this kind of um see-through I don't know I just just you just you just meet it and you go oh you're mine you're coming home with me thank you <laughs> and you don't have to understand it you know in a way you really helped me because I've always thought you needed to understand and you know use I'm again using that word that you don't like but I that's what that was my that was my perception and now I'm beginning to realize that they choose you as much as you choose them and then you just let it happen and let the work okay as you're picking up crystals you're picking up um, aspects of yourself that you're wanting to get to know and um there's no right or wrong way of doing this. There's no beginning or end. There's also uh, no need to get like a million crystals. Um, at the beginning, less is more. Mm. As you begin to develop a relationship with just a few, two or three, you can get a fourth. Mm. Uh, you can get 20 later, but yeah. just start small. See where that takes you. And this work with working, you know, when you work with people um, and they come to you with inner, for inner child work, you know, they're struggling in some aspect of their life and they recognize that it could be inner child work, whatever they come to you. The crystals become a, an integral part of the work that you do as a, as a healer. Am I I'm, I'm right? Crystals in my uh, private work, they hold the place for the body. I do uh, all my work is online through Zoom. So I, I intuitively pick a few crystals to hold the place for your body. And that in itself also gives me an idea what you might be working with because yeah. I'm 
pretty familiar with my little guys and girls and so <laughs> they tell me a story too and yeah I mean they're they're there and again once you establish a relationship with a crystal it's like working with a mantra if anybody has ever done like a 40-day journey with a mantra, they become a fabric of your being. Same with crystals. So, um, and you're a crystal. So to me, any meditation you do, any nature walk you do, anytime you hug someone, it's all crystal healing. I love that. So just to to integrate our work a little bit more. I want to understand how you utilize your knowledge of the chakras. How do you utilize the chakras within your inner child work? How is there a, is there a, probably there isn't an easy answer for that one, but um, yeah. How do you, how do you integrate the chakras into your work? Um, Depending on what we're working with, it is two things. Well, people can, can come to me and they can say, that's my favorite is like, let's work with whatever is your systems presenting. And that's beautiful because then you're leaving it to the intelligence of your system to know what will give you the most relief. <clears throat> or you might say, Damla, I'm having this physical, emotional relationship career issue. Um, can we work with unblocking some things around that? Mm. Yes. With yeah. the help of inner children and crystals. Or you can say, um, Tom, I really want to reach this particular goal in my life, wellness, relationship, career goal, abundance goal. Something isn't working. What's holding me back? So we can go in and look into that. Um, In all those cases, um, anytime I say tune into your body and you you say, I'm feeling, I'm being drawn to um, my heart. I'm being drawn to my right hip. That tells me um, some of the underlying chakra issues. So that's already your body tells me about your chakras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, also, I'm very energetically aware. May I tell you what I'm drawn to in you? Please. I'm drawn to your fifth chakra, the left side, which has to do with speaking um, your truth, like something needs to come out. Hmm. I would think. Um, which is, I mean, exactly what you're doing with this podcast too. Like you're, you're being known with, with all of you, with um, all your colors. So then I might say, okay, if the person is drawn to a particularly different part of their body, like I'm getting the fifth chakra in you, but then you're taking me to your heart. And I say, okay, let's play with this. And there might be elements of, uh, expression or suppressed expression or feeling not heard just being stored in the heart that's the thing about the chakra system it's not always literal mm-hmm. it's more um it's literal but then things can like fifth chakra can get stored in other places too yeah they're all so interwoven into yeah and they they speak and they they over you know they compensate for each other and so one energy center can and one chakra can take on the the compensate for another and yeah they're, they're always helping each other out and supporting where necessary yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Because then energy shifts around for sure. I was much more strict about it at the beginning. I thought um, I would measure my chakras with a pendulum before and after each time I, I worked with a crystal healing or I worked with a client. Um, And more often than not, like I would define it as like the block would be, there would be no rotation (laughs) at all, or it could be a slow rotation, like a depletion, Mm -hmm. or it could be very fast or too fast, like an overworking Mm -hmm. chakra. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chakras are turning wheels. So then I realized it's more, um, it can, like, for me, my goal was like, let's open all of them. <laughs> you know, initially, that's what I thought it w- what is, was, was needed. Mm. And through trial and error, I re- realized, first of all, I stopped measuring. And then I realized what I might judge as a, like a movement from um, blocked to depleted, like from not moving to just moving a little bit is sometimes such a huge jump for that person. So it's not for me to judge like where they have to go. Yeah. But if they tell me, Damla, I'm feeling like better at the end of the session, which is almost always what happens. And that's my goal, like to come to a more flowing state, which is what we mean by the open truck, more flowing state where, you're you're not stuck in emotions and you can move through things in and out of things so that's enough does that make sense <laughs> yes yes yeah it does it makes perfect sense because you know what's what's open and happily spinning for one person is you know is is a, just a, a, a dream a goal for somebody else and so making yes everybody's energy is obviously so different and so um unique that you can't say everybody has to be you know at a certain particular level with their openness because that's homogenizing everyone and we know that's never you know that's unrealistic and um it's never you know it's not actually what we want because we all work in our own separate ways and we all have our different strengths you know it's like if everybody could paint beautifully you know how boring would that be you know everybody needs to have their own little set of skills their own superpowers if you like so yeah I think that's the same with with I can see that the same with chakras and the same with the energy the other thing about that is um we all have opening and closing patterns like you wake up in the morning your chakras are going to be starting and flowing better like opening and then towards the evening you'll be closing Mm. For, for me um as a woman it also happens like um, going towards my my moon cycle. I know I'm going to be more in a closed pattern. And then there's a slight opening uh, as the month progresses. So everyone has their ch- cycles and it's a it's protective mechanism too. So it's not healthy actually to force yourself to be open all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, uh, natural. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. It's true, and and it's a uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's almost like a survival technique, isn't it? It's almost sort of in a protective 
um, way of, of managing your own energy. Like if you were constantly in one mode of being and constantly giving or con- constantly, you know, creative, you just, you burn out eventually. You need to, to find those, like you say, those rhythms, you know, the rhythms of life as the, as we trundle around the uh, star and as the moon trundles around us and the, all the forces of the energy of the universe come on us. We cannot stay in a constant state. And so accepting those cycles, accepting those moods and the, and the fluctuations in our energy, you know, like yesterday I had a, an, a, a chiropractor, osteopathic, it was a chiropractor um, session, which was very gentle in the moment. But this morning I felt like I, I woke up feeling like I'd done 10 rounds with a baboon. I felt absolutely wrecked. And, you know, as, uh, as I sort of warmed up through the day, my energy levels have come up, you know, and yeah, we just, we just swing through from tree to tree as we can, <laughs> surviving and taking what we can from each moment and um yeah so i think that's that's a lovely way of of thinking about chakras actually that's a it's a yeah. the, the problem arises when you're when you're closed in that closed protective pattern and then you're not able to open and that's that's a painful stance a holding pattern is almost always painful like physically or emotionally so that's when you know you might need to um it's almost like when people come to me um, with that's like, especially in my group healings, um, it's more geared towards uh, let's calm down the nervous system. Let's give you a taste of what crystal healing feels like. It's almost like they need to just remember what openness feels like. And then their system takes it and then it, they can go back to that open, close flow. Does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it does. It makes perfect sense. So we have we have come around eventually to you know we've talked about my what I wanted to talk to you about and the 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 chakras and the inner child. I'm fascinated by your how your your beautiful intuitive work with crystals. That's really inspiring. Um, what what can we give to my listeners? I know that you've got lots of resources on your um, on your website and so on. Yeah, I have a crystal healing. I have a crystal healing journal. I have a mantra journal, and they're very. Um, they're like guided journeys. I wanted to give people an, an opportunity to go on their own journey with, like, take a few crystals and then what do you do with them? How do you even connect with them? Um, and they're all available on Amazon. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a. On my website, you can find all of this at dropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. There's a link that says free resources, and there you will find um, a quiz for finding out what your energetic rooms might be, um, what those clouds might be within that is hiding your inner light. And there's a little mini free course about crystal healing myths. Some of them we talked about here, but you'll find the whole list there. Beautiful. And I do have a, a crystal healing membership, which is, which is pretty affordable. And my crystal healing course is, it goes very much more into, uh, into depth about why and how they work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I teach how to use the pendulum and I teach how to use your body as a guide, muscle testing, um, 
all those things when when you're not quite sure at the beginning um, how to trust your own intuition, as well as um, it has like nine different guided meditations that I prepared through my own uh, co-creation with crystals that'll take you into really deep, deep healing places that you can explore. Wonderful. Thank you. I will, I will put those, uh, the links to all of that in, in the show notes, but listen, just quickly before you go down there, because I want to, there's just a couple of times you've mentioned um, the mantras and how you began. So I just want, just give me just two minutes because I, I'm I'm interested in mantras, and obviously you know what um, there's obviously the classic sort of uh, Om and uh, so those kind of mantras, and then there's the affirmations as mantras. But just talk to me a little bit about how you use mantras and what mantras you use, if you wouldn't mind. Mantra is man and tra means a tool for the mind. So you give your mind something to repeat, which has its own vibration. And in the case of something like Om, Om Shanti Om, which I have a practice journal for, it's like a 40-day guided uh, practice you can you can do on your own. Om Shanti Om has a deeper meaning than just saying peace, 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 because um, Om is the seed or a seed sound of the universe. Uh, again, going into the subatomic level. Mm-hmm. Underneath the atoms and subatoms, there is current theories that there are strings of light that come in and out of existence that vibrate. And everything is that. You are that. Your, this table is that. This microphone is that. And that's the unifying pr- principle. Om says we are all vibrating strings of light. And that's the representation of the vibrational reality of the universe. So when you say Om, you're essentially invoking oneness of uh, you and everything else in the universe. And when you say something like Shanti, that's much more than just your personal peace. It's world peace. It's all species peace. It's um, interdimensional peace. It's interplanetary uh, peace. So yeah, a lot goes into it. I just, I adore Om Shanti. It's the most beautiful mantra. It's just the most beautiful thing just to say. Om Shanti Om is a pretty good entry point for starting on a mantra journey because you can say the intention could be, here's where I need peace in my life more. And then you say, you sit down the traditional practice, 108 beats, you say it 108 times per day and as you start the journey you're going to notice oh this seat is suddenly uncomfortable I don't enjoy this this mala these beads why are they so small why are they so big why are they why is my hand so sweaty all of a sudden so all of the stuff that's between you and peace is going to come up to the surface for you to observe and be with. So that's what mantra practice is it's not you magically going into the realm of peacefulness but it's you making friends with all the stuff that's between you and peace wonderful thank you thank you for that damla so listen we've been on for an hour now so i will let you go and say thank you hugely a massive thank you for taking your time today damla thank you so much for joining me and i hope everyone's enjoyed listening to your beautiful wisdom and has taken something from it my pleasure. I love I love your um, 
vibe is the word that comes through. I love the tone of your voice. I love your logo. So thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you for continuing to listen right up until the very end. Bless you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, And I figured that if you're really interested in all of this, um, this stuff, this lovely healing, energetic work that I'm kind of delving into, um, I would love to hear your stories. Would you like to be on my podcast? Do you have an interesting story of your own personal growth, your own self-development, your own healing journey? Because I find that so interesting and I know that other listeners would too. Like if you have anything, like a little thing that you found that really works for you, then, and you'd like to share it because, you know, who doesn't like to share a good thing? Um, then let me know. So get in touch. Uh, my um, email and all of that good stuff is in my in the show notes. Um, yeah, get in touch. I love to hear from you. Um, and I will be back again with some more chakra chats and some more meditations and some more discoveries and just more beautiful stuff to try and keep your vibrations high and your positive energy flowing. So until we meet again, and I, whenever that is, you take care of yourself and I'm sending you lots of love. Okay, bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.